Hello and welcome to the Behavioral Healthcare Executive Podcast. I'm BHE Digital Managing Editor Tom Valentino, and I'm joined today by Dr. Valerie Kading, Group CEO for Sierra Tucson. Hello, Valerie. How are you? I'm great, Tom. Thank you for having me today. Appreciate you taking the time to uh, to join us here. So this weekend at the Treatment Center Investment and Valuation Retreat, you are presenting on the topic of how having a client-obsessed culture can drive treatment center growth. I have a whole bunch of questions to ask you about that. But first, why don't you tell us a little bit about Sierra Tucson and the work that you do? Great. Yes. So Sierra Tucson uh, is dual licensed for mental health and substance use and focus on individualized and trauma care. So we are very uh, proud to be able to provide treatment for depression, anxiety, substance use, pain, and trauma. And we also have uh, specialized programs for those who are licensed professionals like uh, attorneys, physician, nurses. We all know during the pandemic, many of our healthcare heroes are um, experiencing a lot of stress and anxiety. We're here to help them all. We also have a program for veterans and first responders uh, we're very committed to our veterans and want to ensure that we're treating any sort of uh, trauma issues and, of course, substance use. Um, also have programs for disordered eating and also um, for women suffering from postpartum depression and perinatal mood disorders. So we're very excited to have these various um, programs and specialties to address the unique needs of our, our patients. And we recently opened up an outpatient treatment program in South Lake, Texas. Uh, we are really excited that we're able to um, share our Sierra Tucson model outside of Arizona and be able to help as many people as possible. We have a great team of talented individuals that work at Sierra Tucson, um, our physicians, psychiatrists, nurses, psychologists, and our therapists. So um, it's a great uh, comprehensive and integrative, integrative program. Fantastic. You guys have so much good stuff going on. This weekend here at, uh, at TCIV, uh, you're talking on this concept of the the client obsessed culture, the client centric culture. How do you define that phrase, and and how does having a client centric culture go beyond just what we know as being basic good customer service? The client centric culture is one where leadership is committed to their team, and they encourage their team, and they empower their team to really deliver great customer service. And it's also one where the entire organization focuses on what does the client need? Why are they here? Not just because of the clinical and medical issues, but what are the things that uh, are really needed by the individual so that they are engaged in treatment and that leadership and the staff are consistently learning and trying to understand and gather the information in real time and make adjustments so that the client's needs are constantly being met. And um, it's, it's being in a position where you as a leader in the organization, again, support the folks who are providing the direct patient care, understanding that um, they are in the positions where they can act in real time, make decisions, address those needs or concerns that are happening in real time, backing them up, and then using data to really capture um, how we're doing. And then again, pivoting and adjusting based on those issues or concerns. Yeah. So what kinds of methods are you using to, to listen to your clients and, and 
getting that feedback that's helping to guide the decisions that you're making? So we use data and we do mid uh, treatment surveys for our residents. So we ask questions like, um, how's your experience been with your therapist? Do you feel heard? Do you feel validated? How's the food? Various elements of how we operate every single day. And we ask these questions and they're rated based on a scale. And then we also ask open-ended questions. So we ask uh, these questions during um, their stay. And then we also ask this at the end of the stay before they leave. We wanna make sure that we're getting all the data and the experience while they're in treatment, not afterwards. Because after they leave, there's really not much you can do for that individual person. So we wanna make sure we're hearing them, um, that we're trending the data, that we are addressing um, these issues, whether it's individually with that person, whether it's forming a, a process improvement committee, um, but really understanding and looking at these various markers and then also trending. So if we notice that there's an issue um, and we're addressing it, did that, I'll just say intervention, did that intervention help so that the next time we do the survey is the um, experience improving, staying the same, or getting worse. It's interesting. It. Yes. Yeah, no, I was just I was just going to say it's interesting that you're making a real concerted effort to get that kind of feedback um, while the uh, the client is with you, um, because you know if you get something from them after they're out the door, you know maybe it helps you with future patients you're working with, but it's not going to change what's happened with that that person uh, while they're there with you. And that, that seems like that's a, a very important uh, part of the process. Exactly. And, and one of the key um, actions is ensuring that you get as much information in real time and address in real time. So in addition to these surveys, we're also every single day bringing up concerns that are coming up with the residents and um, it even goes up to our leadership meeting every day. And then we're making sure that there is a feedback loop and that um, at follow-up that something has been done to address those issues. Can you give us an example of how some type of feedback you received helped shape a specific decision about how Sierra Tucson is delivering its services? Something that's changed as a direct result of something that you've heard from those that you're helping? Yes, uh, one of the... Uh, things that we have asked our residents in the surveys is how um, satisfied are you with some of the integrative services that we provide? So we ask about therapy and um, experiences with medical providers. And again, one other specific question was about the integrative services that we provide. And what we found from that survey is that our residents wanted more. So they loved the services, they wanted more. And in addition to that, they were willing to purchase them if that was offered to them. And so we revamped that entire process and created additional services and offered them. And what? We saw an increase in utilization of those services. And then, of course, um, along with that comes the increased uh, revenue from those services. So it was a, a huge win for our residents and their experience. And then 
it really uh, was again another great project where um, as an organization we we're really able to meet the needs of our clients and it was a, a true win-win situation do you find that your clients uh, engage more and and you get better buy-in when they can see hey I have a voice here and and what I'm saying makes a difference what when I present something uh you know that I'm feeling it's going to be addressed and it's not going to fall on deaf ears. Yes. And we um, are very committed to that. And so we have, um, again, many mechanisms where they're able to provide feedback through um, our staff. I mean, it's very clear the message from me and, and uh, other leaders is that we want to make sure that we are listening to our residents and we um, provide times where they can certainly meet with uh, our resident experience coordinator. Um, we have the all, all um, resident community meetings where they're able to share their, their voice. And it is, they do feel that we do want to hear from them that this isn't just a program that we're running Sierra Tucson. It's a program for them. It's a program for the residents. It's a program for their families. And this is a, a service that we're providing. And it's something that we want to make sure that it's not about CRT Sun. It's about the lives that we touch, the lives that we help. And we're here as servants to them. And it's not about, again, us um, creating a program that we, you know, in an office decided was uh, the program to be delivered. It's Again, it's a um, it's a relationship with with the resident and their family, and we want to make sure that the outcomes are not just great clinically and medically, but that they're leaving here feeling um, happy, satisfied, and that they would want their loved ones to come seek treatment here. Because you know, at the end of the day, if you're providing great customer care, they can really focus on what they're here for. And not have to worry about some of the things that um, may deter them and or easily trigger them or easily derail them from what's really important here. So you are going to be going into this topic at great length this weekend at TCIV. You're going to be presenting for your fellow executives in the field uh, for that audience. Uh, and that's really the audience that, that we have here on the BHE podcast as well. Um, if, if those folks want to start implementing some of these client-centric, uh, culture-focused processes in their organizations, uh, what are some do's and don'ts that you would recommend to help get them on the right path? First thing is make sure you're hiring the right people. Make sure you're hiring folks that understand that, you know, this is a... Um, an environment where you have to be a team player, you have to care about the clients and you, you have to make sure that you're delivering on uh, great customer service. Uh, it's very difficult to either retrain or change someone's attitude once they're hired. So again, making sure that you're hiring the right people. You wanna make sure that you're empowering your staff to make decisions and that um, it's not a process where uh, patient comes to a, let's say a technician and they don't have the answer or that they're afraid to make uh, a decision and they get handed off to five other people. There's nothing more frustrating than someone who needs something very small um, and gets passed around. So making sure that you're empowering your staff to be able to make those decisions in real time. 
um, making sure that you are collecting data, that you're asking the questions through surveys. And again, it doesn't cost you know, an FTE or thousands of dollars to be doing this, just asking and listening and, and truly listening and understanding and then making those changes based on what you're hearing. And sometimes it does mean that you're going to have to shift and pivot and, and revamp. But at the end of the day, um, it does contribute to the, the patient experience, the resident experience. And it, it is um, so successful when you're able to meet those needs and then that person leaves your treatment facility satisfied, more than satisfied, um, really an advocate for you, and then is able to share their positive experience um, in the real world and with their loved ones and colleagues. So those are you know, the big items. Uh, it's really about supporting your team, making sure they understand what good customer service is, empowering them, using data to drive your decisions and to you know, not wait a month to make these changes. Uh, as we all know, there's, uh, this, this field is ever evolving. And uh, once you make a change, guess what? The next best thing comes out or um, next thing you know, the, the, the client wants something different. So making sure that you're really acting in real time and very quickly. And, and again, making sure you have the right team around you. Got to be nimble. You got to be responsive and uh, you got to have the right staff. Yes. Yes. Excellent. Dr. Valerie Kading, thank you so much. Uh, great catching up with you. Thanks again. Thank you, Tom. All right, folks. As a reminder, you can subscribe to the BHE podcast on Apple Podcasts and other listening platforms. Past episodes are also available on our website, behavioral.net. Speaking of which, we encourage you to check out our on-site coverage from the Treatment Center and Investment and Valuation Retreat, which will also be available on behavioral.net. Our thanks once again to Dr. Valerie Kading, Group CEO for Sierra Tucson. I'm Tom Valentino, and this has been the Behavioral Healthcare Executive Podcast.